0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of God and Government. Uh, I'm Pastor Stuart Amadon. Joined with me, as always, is the Pastor Brandon Neely. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Today we got a fun show for you guys. We're going to talk about the ten reasons. Ten reasons that you should. I feel like that's like a who's the guy who had David the top Letterman. Ten ah, David Letterman. This Latterman. is the top yes. ten list. The top yes. ten reasons to avoid politics. Stay out of politics. <laughs> That's not for Christians. Why bother? Nothing's going to happen. I've heard so many You Leave it I mean? to the devil. The politics don't belong in the pulpit, Brandon Neely. That's what I hear. Mm. But that's just not true, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. It's an impossible law to adhere to. Right. But we have Today. Today. The top ten reasons to not get your hands yucky mm. with dirty, filthy, earthly politics. politics. <laughs> I feel like are these top ten? You like have people said this to you? Now, Pastor Brandon, you shouldn't say this because I feel like the oh yeah, the top sure, 10 of course, yeah, of course, and and you read these things as well, yeah, especially as you peruse the blogosphere. <laughs> I mean, politics is all the rage these days. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, it's more popular than basketball and football. Mm. I mean, it's it's, is uh, true. it's what everybody's wanting to know about. What team are you on? Mm.
1: That's right.
0: I'm a Christian. I stay out of politics. Oh, yeah, that's right. And nice. I have 10 reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in suspense now. So what's, well, hit me with them. What well, do we here, got? Here's the first one. <laughs> first reason. You want to avoid politics because, honestly, you're going to lose the favor of many people. Yep. Why pay the cost? Yep. Yep. I think that's fair. What I've found is um, we kind of are equal opportunity offenders at Christchurch. It's almost like at the end of a sermon, we've successfully made most people uncomfortable. So now we have no (laughs) friends. (laughs) We don't just lose half. We lose all of them. (laughs) We have zero (laughs) friends. (laughs) We, you could lose clients, too. Oh, that's true. You could lose true. business opportunities. Mm, yeah, you could. You remember what the Apostle Paul said. He said, for am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Well, well but, uh, of course on. he was seeking the favor of men. That should be our number one priority in life. <laughs> he says, am I striving to please men? Of course. He had to look out for his tent making business. Listen. He had a reputation to uphold. Yeah, he got kids to feed. Yeah. That's right. I mean, we, don't, we obviously as pastors don't know what it's like to work in the real world. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> Listen, there is no quicker way to lose the favor of men. So just leave politics to the world. Mm. Leave it to the devil. Yeah. Why um, disrupt the uh, status quo in your church? Mm. Why upset and trigger Anyone? <laughs> Is it our fault? Though? I feel like we're just talking about what the Bible says. That's true, right? That no, true? look, I'm serious here. Stay out of politics. Not, out worth of politics. Right. Not worth the cost. Not worth the cost. All right. When you engage in politics, it's going to reveal fault lines in your relationships. Mm. You're going to lose friends. You're going to bring down trouble in your life. Just stay away from it. Look, Don't as far as the church goes, um, it would be best just to leave politics to the world. Well, obviously that's what Jesus did. So, obviously. Yeah. Like so listen, there. if a pastor out there, let's say like James Cote in Canada, is getting his church shut down and 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 uh, fences are put around it, and he's standing up for his rights because he wants to stand up for the rights of all of his fellow Canadians. Mm-hmm. Listen, let's leave him out there on the plank alone. Why engage? It's just going to end up costing us our church building. Uh, come, put locks on it, put a fence around it. Mm. You know we. Well, we can't get into the other reasons, but the bottom line is just stay out of it. You're just going to make a lot of up- people upset. And really, all you're trying to do here is save souls, so just not make anyone upset. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Plus, reason number two politics is dirty. Mm. Power corrupts, politics will defile you. Mm, it's true. Right? Well cool. the whole world will really. So why you don't want to get into it at all. Yeah, you know, salt and light have no power in the <laughs> realm of politics. It's not as though the sovereign god of the universe no, not you see you have could, to conform. Well God's man not God doesn't care about the <laughs> authorities and powers of this earth. Salt and light have no power once you cross the threshold of a courthouse or a legislative body mm. or a public school. Mm. I mean salt and light can't can't work there, you know. No. The church should be tidy, it should be a nice place, no filthy, dirty politics. No. You come in on Sunday, you hear some encouragement, and you go home. Yeah. Feel better about your life in general. Amen. Just like John the Baptist did. Yeah. Makes right? sense. Makes sense. He he totally stayed out of it, right? He, I don't remember any passages in the Bible about him telling Herod to stop it. He, no. no, or or happened. nor did he ever engage in um, in rebuking the soldiers or the tax collectors. Mm-hmm. And Zacchaeus, seriously, no. He became a Christian. It had no impact on his political life or his civil life whatsoever. It didn't change anything. Paul never addressed his Roman citizenship, nor did he ever try to preach the gospel to Caesar. <laughs> Then, of course, there's the Centurion, Sergius Paulus. You know, all of those folks were uh, totally disinterested in the civil realm. They weren't a part of that. No. No, they were staying away. Yeah, you don't don't want to get all dirty and icky. Gross. Why do you think politics is so dirty, though? Why is it so corrupt? Is it perhaps because there's no salt and light there? Hmm. Now, what does but the Bible now, say? Hold on. Okay, go the, ahead. The governor has his annual prayer breakfast. Yes. So, I mean, that counts. Yes. A bunch of people go. Little little uh, hat tip. And they say some, say some words to some deity out there somewhere. No. And then everybody eats pancakes. I think it's pancakes. That's pretty icky if you ask me. That's, <laughs> that's clearly the absence of salt and light. Yeah. You know, when salt has no use. If we're not going to be salt and light in in the political realm and yeah. we're just not going to uh, be effective, well, what good would salt be in that case? Yeah. What would it be left to do with? You know, what might God do with salt that refuses to be effective? I think the Bible says, is that, is that in the Bible though? It says yeah, something about he, being thrown out. He will toss you on the street threat. as a de-icer and then the horses <laughs> trample all over you. And, and do other things. Yeah. You be, you become trampled under the foot of uh, tyrants. Mm. So it's precisely what is taking place in our nation, mm. because Christians have left have abdicated their authority in the civil realm to the powers of this world. Right. Well, and if you engage in the civil realm too, we should also say you will be weird. People will think, okay, so like let's let's play out a scenario. Let's say that a Christian gets invited. To go pray at a, uh, you know how people will still bring folks in to pray at inaugurations. That still happens. We still have a little, little tiny residue of religiosity. They're still, it's still attached. So Christian, like they'll invite pastors and things like that to go pray at a, at an inauguration. So let's say that you get invited to go pray at an inauguration for some office or whatever somebody just won, and you, and you go and pray. What's the typical prayer at an inauguration? God help this person do a good job. Help the the city, to perish, the state, whatever, to be a good one. Amen. Something vague. Something like that. Cliche-ridden. What if you went in there and like... Did Did some imprecatory psalms? Prayed Psalm 2. (laughs) (laughs) You'd get some weird looks. But actually, that fits... You'd lose a lot of friends. That fits real hard with politics in the Bible. Amen. But people would definitely, people would, the whole, I think the whole room would be a little dumbfounded. So you're saying that if you engage in politics, the Bible would affect how you ruled and how you legislated? It definitely would. Yeah, your, your faith would have some impact on your career? You get straight out of town. That's not how this works. This is the real world we're talking about, Brandon. We Reason don't... number three. Ooh, what's number three? It's hopeless. <laughs> it's useless. Isn't that true, though? Isn't that, isn't that kind of true? I mean, are we ever going to fix anything? Is it ever going to get better? Will there ever be improvement? I remember when this prophet Jonah went to Nineveh and preached repentance. But that's an exception. That's different. Or when God changed his mind about destroying Israel because they repented. That, too, is an exception. That's not normal. That doesn't happen anymore. No. We don't believe in miracles. Hmm. We've reached the point of no return. Mm. I mean, I remember when Adam sinned Mm -hmm. in the garden. Mm -hmm. That seemed like a point of no return. Yeah. But then, miracle upon miracles. Mm. But politics today? No. I mean, the fall of man. It's over. Okay, that was... God could redeem that. (laughs) But redeem the United States? No. No. It's not gonna happen. No, forget about Can't it. Can't do it. No, it it's doesn't have over. the power or the will to do it. Wrap no, it it's up. hopeless. It's useless. Give up. <laughs> Give up completely. Oh, uh, This might be my favorite show we've done in quite some time. <laughs> Reason number four that Christians should abdicate the civil realm over to the powers of Satan and the people that do His will. Get out of politics. Is that the church isn't supposed to be concerned with God's will being done on earth? We just pray for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we don't mean it. We mean one uh, day when he returns, his will will be done on the new earth. Right. Or but, his will will be done in a special period of time in the future after he returns. But we certainly don't mean his will will be done right now yeah, in any meaningful way. No, thy will be done later. Eventually. One day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the grammar doesn't say that. But, ha, but maybe we, if we won the Supreme Court, then... Maybe if we won the Supreme Court, maybe then <laughs> then it would work. Oh, I'm holding out if only we could win the Supreme Court. Then our nation would turn around. Did you hear they want to add like 5 more justices? Have you heard that yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the how how the church is like the church is holding out. For winning the Supreme Court as if they're waiting for the last day in the return of Christ. that Then we will finally... Then we got the... Turn hand. our ship around. Now no, we can do it. It's, the, the nation is not going to be turned around top t- to bottom. That's right. It's turned around through regeneration. That's right. That's bottom right. up. That's right. Absolutely. And that can happen. Right. That can happen if the church would re-engage. The church would be salt and light once again. Amen. Amen. God has not given the church a proper dose of grace... To Christianize the world. Mm -hmm. That's what one pastor said. We're not supposed to Christianize the world, he says. We don't have that much grace. Mm -hmm. Even though the Great Commission is to go into all nations in the authority of Jesus Christ, in the presence of the Spirit of God. And to teach them. Yes. And baptize them. Dang. That's not Mm -hmm. what that means, though. Here's another pastor. Perhaps Christians are not as concerned about social, political, and moral conditions in the world as they should be. But on the other hand, it is not God's purpose in our present age to have social justice. Whoa. God doesn't want justice for the world. He doesn't want what? to see people obeying his will. What? He doesn't want to see souls saved, what? changed, society rejuvenated. What? Read Mary's Magnificat. Read what God's intentions are. Right. Right. In the right. sending of his Messiah. Mm-hmm. Luke eighteen seven, 7. And, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? The answer to those questions is no. <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering. Isaiah 42, 1. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Well, we don't mean like actual justice. We mean like, you know, justice in like the final judgment. Sort of. No, he is ruling and reigning right now. Isaiah 42, 4. <laughs> he will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Wow, well, that, one, that one seems really specific. It's, that one's hard to... Of course, these are it's not to... now. God's not fulfilling his promises now, even though he rules and reigns from heaven at the right hand of the Father. This is for the future. <laughs> soon and very soon. <laughs> So why engage in politics? Mm. Don't jump the gun. No. No, Don't don't jump the gun on Jesus. It's it's no use. He's coming later. So after he returns. Right now we just hunker down. The only problem with that is the Bible never says that. Right. It actually promises that he will rule and reign until he puts all his enemies under his feet. That's right. The coastlands are waiting for his justice, for his law. Mm -hmm. We should therefore be engaged. Right in bringing about justice in all of life, including the civil sphere, not just the spirit, not just, not just the church, not just the family, but the sphere, the civil sphere as well. Amen. We are to co-labor with him as his co-rulers, his co-stewards over this earth. And, yes, the giants look too big for us. The giants make us look like grasshoppers. Right. That's but right. But if we shrink back and refuse to engage because we think that it's hopeless and, there, and there's no point, mm-hmm. He will wait and give it to another generation. That's exactly right. I got you another reason why we should totally stay out of politics. All right, I'm ready. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're just, we're just wanderers here. That pilgrim life. <laughs> this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. These vagabonds going through, going on. Hmm. God's kingdom is not of this world. Mm. But we pray thy kingdom come. Well, later. It's for later. Not right now. On the Earth, Bible says been. that we should seek those things that are above. You see, these are cliches. These are verses that are used to to strike down any Christian who would engage in politics. But in the very same letter that Paul says to seek those things that are above, he then goes on to talk about how to be married as a Christian, how to parent as a Christian, how to in, enjoy good employee relationships as a Christian. Hmm. He goes on in Romans chapter 13 to talk about the minister of Christ, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. the civil magistrate. Right. Cool. I mean, that's specific. Listen, but hey, why polish brass on a sinking ship? It's all going down. That's now. our other reason. Just save souls. It's going down. If the if the ship is going down, why wouldn't you be manning the life rafts? Mm. Why would you be in there worrying about you know the uh, the kitchen, worrying about the uh, the infrastructure? Right, right. Yeah, I got to do that. I re- you remember when John the Baptist made this mistake? He didn't, he didn't, when he didn't worry about the sexual ethics of the political leaders of his day or, the, or military <laughs> reform or civil, uh, civil justice or anything like that. He didn't he, do any of that. He just saved souls. Remember when he made that mistake? That's and right. Remember when Jesus made that same mistake and where he, he didn't um, deal with government officials or... No, uh, he didn't have any action. You know, no. he, And how Paul says that the civil authorities are ministers of Christ. Yeah. Mm. You know, the Bible doesn't just save souls. Right. There's a lot of brass polishing because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. Because the earth has been given to Jesus Christ as an inheritance, and we are the co-heirs. And he is, behold, making all things new, even today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible does not teach us that Jesus only cares about the saving of souls. Mm. Jesus told rich men to change their business practices. That's right. To make restitution. That's right. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Amen. Look, so Hitler gave us some advice. He, uh, oh, he told let's, us, he said, listen in. Look, he <laughs> says, I'll take care of the German people. You pastors, you take care of the church. Ooh. You should worry about getting people to heaven and leave the world to me. Uh-oh. Hey, that sounds like as good a reason as any. Well, that does sound like the disposition of the state right now. Yeah, well, that's reason number seven as to why you shouldn't engage in politics. Mm. Hitler said so. (laughs) (laughs) Reason number eight, wouldn't it be better to remain neutral over political issues like Esther did? (laughs) (laughs) Reason number nine. All right, I'm ready. Separation of church and state. He saved all the easy ones for the end. (laughs) Is the church and state separated in some sense of that phrase? Sure. Sure. We're not calling for an ecclesiocracy. We're not calling for the church to be over all the other spheres of society. Sure. We're just saying that Caesar has a role and God has a role. That's right. We have the church, the state, and the family. All should be given their role. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What we're saying is the, the um, state might be separated from the church in some sense, but they're not separated from the word of God. Right. They're not separated from God himself. That's right. To say that they're separated from God is another way of saying they are God. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. And reason number 10, drum roll. What about our tax-free status? <laughs> That's what Paul said. Didn't you say that somewhere in Romans? Hey Teach guys. the nations to observe all that I have command. But but be careful. Watch out for your tax. Not free to status. jeopardize your tax <laughs> status, your five hundred one c three corporation status. Well, that when they were in the catacombs, that was really one of their primary concerns. They were like, "Hey guys, am I going to get a refund on this?" <laughs> sure if passwords stop talking about oh, politics so much man. Oh, man. Jesus is Lord now shh sh- sh- you mean overseas us that- Caesar that's going to cost us our tax, tax. <laughs> that's fantastic you want a bonus one before we wrap it up alright I'm ready go after all we're in the last days so why engage mm, Just it's all a, about to burn down anyway it's all about to be coming who, to an end who cares what's the point Whatever. It's all just going to go to pot. Who knows? I'm just going to hunker down at my house and take care of what's mine. Hmm. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? How could the church engage in politics? Ooh. Man, maybe we'll save that for next time. Ooh. But but we have abandoned the civil sphere for so long Mm -hmm. that it's hard to even answer that question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you where to even get a license or to, um, mm-hmm. to talk to a political official. Mm-hmm. I don't know where their offices are. I don't, know, I don't know any of those things. Right. And part of that is because it's so doggone complicated. Sure. sure. Um, but if we're going to get engaged in politics, we've got to raise up some, some young men who are, are ready to be ministers of Christ for justice sake. Amen. Who know his law. Mm -hmm. and are ready to enforce it. We need to see our men go into uh, the police, go into law enforcement. Mm -hmm. We need to see them go into the legislative bodies Mm -hmm. and into the executive branch. We need to see them volunteering Mm -hmm. and um, and, uh, working alongside of political campaigns that are uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We need to be engaged. Hustling. That sounds great. Absolutely. Amen. Let's Amen. talk about that more some, next, more some on the next episode of God and Government. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of God and Government. You can find us anywhere that you find podcasts. We invite you to rate us, give us a five-star review, or, you know, not. Um, but come in, rate us, review us, share us with your friends, and we'll continue to be putting out content about how Christians should engage with the political sphere over the next several episodes. Thank you guys again so much, and we'll see you all next time.